Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. So summer is here, and it's the season of family barbecues and shared family vacations and weddings and family reunions. And for many of us, these events are wonderful and fun, but for parents of kids who have a really strong counter will or who are gladiators, as I like to call them, or kids who are really anxious or easily overwhelmed, these events can be really, really stressful. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about 10 things that you can do to make these special occasions go so much better. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So the first thing I want to kind of talk about to set the tone is that, you know, big events like this can be really overwhelming and overstimulating for some kids. And it can be really stressful for the parent because you're worried that your kid is going to blow it is going to do something embarrassing, or they're going to have a meltdown, or they're going to freak out about something. And that added stress can be a really big problem. So it's really important to remember that, you know, other, most parents, when they look at other parents of a kid having a meltdown are not thinking, oh my God, she's a terrible parent, or why is he letting her, you know, the kid must be such a brat. They must be, they must spoil him. They're usually thinking, oh, poor you. I've been there. I've had that exact same thing happen. So sometimes we assume that there's really such negative thinking about these things when often the parent really totally gets it. You will find at some family events that there will be relatives who, you know, are giving you that look like you're the parent of that child and it can be really embarrassing. So I would just say your child is your child and you're doing the best that you can and they don't have your child. And if they did, um, they would probably, you know, find it just as overwhelming and worrisome and just have confidence in your own ability. And if it goes awry, it goes awry. So the first thing that kind of ties into this that I think is going to be really helpful is to understand that kids age their reaction really based on ours. So if we look like, okay, now you have to be good. And remember, grandma's going to be there. And if you have that fear-based energy going into this, if that's how you see them, if they see how scared you are, that's how scared they're going to be that they're going to blow it. So you really want to be giving them messages of confidence. You know, things happen. Sometimes it's a lot. So we're going to set up some ways that um, I can help you and you can have a good time and we're going to have fun. And I think you can do it. And if you can't, that's okay too. We'll take a break. Like just really have that energy that you are not scared that they're going to blow it because Often kids will just sabotage and they'll think, oh, if I'm going to blow it, I can't stand. If I'm going to blow it, am I not going to blow it? I might as well just blow it so I can get the worrying about blowing it out of the way. So you'll actually sometimes increase the chances they're going to blow it by, you know, in a really frantic way, trying to convince them that they can't blow it. So the second thing on the day of a big event, a wedding, a barbecue, anything big like that, try not to do too many things in a day. So if they have swimming lessons that morning, or a baseball game, or something else going on, try not to do two things in a day. Skip that thing so that they're in better shape, more relaxed, and less overwhelmed, and they have a better chance of having a good time at the events that you've actually got on your calendar that everyone's looking forward to. 
front load family members. This is number three. This is a really tricky one. If you know your child is, is really does get overwhelmed, then let the person know who's hosting the barbecue or whatever it is that you have a plan and that you may have to leave early, or you may have to go for a walk and take your child off separately so they can kind of get themselves together. Um, and just kind of let them know that that may be happening or you may, or that you may have to leave early. Um, and if you have that out of the way, then you don't have to deal with the behavior and apologizing for leaving, leaving early at the same time. So that front loading is really important. Number four, front load your child. So mirror first, lots of mirroring and connecting, go back to the first, you know, three episodes of the podcast for a refresher, but you know, family events can be really fun. And, you know, I don't know, whatever your child issue is, but your cousin, so-and-so is there and that can be really stressful for you sometimes. And so here's what we're going to do if, and this is the behavior that I expect. So you kind of outline what you're expecting. And if we don't get that behavior, here's some things we're going to do. And it doesn't have to be negative and punitive. It can be, we can go for a walk. We can take a break. We can go home and come back. Like you, you can offer lots of ways to help your child to calm down that don't have to be negative and punitive, but front loading that will really help. Uh, sometimes it won't help in the moment. I'm not going. Then they might just have a whole scene right in front of everybody. And we'll get to, we'll get to that later on in the, in the podcast. But um, most of the time front loading and going over the things that they can do to have a better time or ways to get, you know, under control or, or um, deal with feeling overwhelmed can really help their anxiety go down and therefore help your anxiety go down. Number five don't parent differently just because you're outside of the house. So the truth is if they would have ended up having to have a sit and think at home, or if you would have stopped them from playing an activity because they're getting nasty or they're out of control and you would have stopped it at home, then you have to do the same thing when you're outside of the home and your kids need to know that because when we're outside of the home, we usually change our rules a little bit. We usually rely on sort of stealth parenting, which isn't usually very stealth. That's when you do what's called whisper yelling, like, you know, you're not comparing me, that kind of stuff, which is, you know, funny because we're not invisible. People can still see us. And then it just looks like we're scrambling and our child has the upper hand in that situation. And what I mean by that is they don't want the upper hand. They, they want to feel safe. They want to feel understood. They want to feel like they've got this. Um, but if they start to feel like they have too much power in a situation like that, that doesn't usually go well. And it actually makes them more anxious. So they're more likely to act out. So remind your child that, you know, if they do this, this, or this, when they're at the barbecue or whatever it is, we will be sitting out or taking a walk or having a think or going home and coming back or going home and not coming back. So, so just sort of letting your child know that you will be parenting the same way in both places and then stick to that. And you really have to parent through that pit in your stomach where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. This is so embarrassing. This is so awful. And just go for it and be like, nope. And be as neutral, always being neutral, always using the calm technique and staying really neutral, but firm. And the truth is most parents who are watching this happen will be like, wow, that's an amazing way to handle it versus, oh my God, look at that kid. Like really, it's usually when we're freaking out that it, it sort of causes it causes the thing to derail. Okay. Number six, this is important taking breaks. So if it's a bigger event, if it's a wedding or you know, an afternoon barbecue, like don't be afraid to take your child off and read a book under a tree or listen to some music or go for a walk or, you know, help out by getting in the car and going, getting more ice or whatever. Like, don't be afraid to give them frequent breaks during the day 
um, because it can be so overwhelming for them and, and maybe plan out those breaks and let them know. So you're not just saying, Hey, let's go over ice while they're in the middle of something. Um, just say, finish this game. And then, Hey, do you want to come and get some ice with me? And then have a little wink or a signal that they know that you've already agreed on this earlier in the day, that that's something you're going to do together to help the day go well. Number seven, take turns. If you're, if you're parenting with a co-parent or your spouse, or your mom's there to help you, or your babysitter's there, or an older cousin, kind of plan in advance who is on and just not hovering over the kid because you want your kid to have some fun, but who's kind of available and who can just take a break and not worry what's happening and enjoy the actual event, split the day or the afternoon up and share that responsibility so that you get a break. Not one person is on the entire time and it will really help you to be less stressed and, and mu have much more access to patience and, uh, and that neutral tone that you have to have. Number eight, this one's really important, leave before the meltdown. So if you can start to see your little gladiator ramping up, you can see them getting overwhelmed. You can see little, little squabbles happening. And you just kind of feel it coming. Um, go, you know, go and mirror, connect with them, and then don't be afraid to just go, right? If they're, if they want to go, that's okay. You can go. If they don't want to go, then you can say, well, here's the things I'm looking for in order for us to stay. And if that can't happen, I love you enough for you to be mad at me, but I know you're getting overwhelmed and it's okay. We've had a great time. We're going to leave. Um, and if you have to take two cars or you have to prearrange that one person can drive you home, if your spouse leaves with, with the child, um, that's probably a better way to do it. And I would do it like fairly early. Like if there's, you know, if the kid gets really aggressive or they're screaming and yelling, or they've knocked something over, you know, just generate in a really neutral way. We've got this, everybody, sorry about this. And okay, off we go and into the car and home. So if you actually have a plan for that, that can really help. And remember too, that you've already front loaded. So that should help as well. Um, number nine, prepare your child. If your child is a sabotager, and I talked about this a minute ago, having a signal, but, and not in a negative way, you sit down and you say, look, it can be so much fun. And then somebody's not doing something your way or you know, somebody cheated in a game or, or, or somebody's ignoring you or you're hungry or you're tired. And that can be really, really hard. And sometimes your body will tell you that it's time to go home, even if your brain doesn't want to go home. So let's have some signals. So you can have a wink or a funny handshake or a whisper, um, that, that really kind of pre uh, plans the exit. So if that happens, you know that it's actually time to go before a big giant sabotage happens. And sometimes you can't avoid it. Sometimes it just happens. But kids often feel so sorry after and such shame after that sometimes it's better and actually kinder to leave before it really goes off the rails. It's a hard call to make, but if you know your child really well, you often know when that's coming. And then number 10, this is probably the most important thing, okay? the three bite rule. Your child needs to be eating a protein every hour and a half to two hours. So if it's a barbecue and you know the food's not ready yet and you're like, oh, I don't want you to spoil your dinner, forget that. Give them a protein, make sure they're in a steady, steady way, um, getting fed so they're not hungry. You don't want a child who's overwhelmed and hungry. Those two things are not pretty. So just make sure that you've really followed the three bite rule, not just at the event, but that entire day, 
make sure you've been really good. And they've got that protein every couple of hours. They can have other snacks as well, but that protein consistently every couple of hours will make a huge difference. Um, and just a little tag along to making sure the night before an event like this, they've gone to bed pretty early. It's very bad idea to have a late night and a family event the next day. Um, if there's two events that are connected, like a wedding, then have a plan or have a babysitter, have someone the night before, if you can, um, that's available. So your child can get a good night's sleep before a big event like this. So I hope this is helpful. Um, we're not going to eliminate all the overwhelm. We're not going to eliminate all of the meltdowns, but this should help. And then just remember, you know, meltdowns happen. <laughs> they really do. And, you know, most parents are really empathetic and they understand that it, it happens and just do the best you can. I hope this is helpful. I hope your summer is full of all kinds of wonderful events and very few meltdowns. For more information, please go to connectedparenting.com. We've got our courses. We have my books. We've got the Parent Connected Parenting Village. We have my other podcast, um, the Mental Health Comedy Podcast, which is full of strategies for managing overwhelm and emotion and anger and frustration. Uh, we interview well-known comics and entertainers, and it's a lot of fun. So we have all kinds of services. And we have a team of uh, connected parenting therapists who can help you. All of this is to help you uh, on your connected parenting journey. Thank you so much for listening today. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.